Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. I'm your host, Lou Lombardi, a.k.a. Ludini. And uh, we have another great interview today with uh, Adam from the band Bad Cop. <clears throat> and uh, you're going to really like this. These guys have a, I mean, a great rock and roll is sort of based in the punk sound, but just excellent songwriting. And that's what really sets these guys apart. Before we get started, I'd like to thank my sponsor, Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine. That's pplmag.com, Pittsburgh's first internet radio, TV network, online community magazine, and business directory. It's a great place to watch, download, and receive emails with the latest audio and video created by members of the community. There's a ton of businesses there. There's great podcasts like this one. So for all of that, you want to go to pplmag.com. And I would uh, like to go ahead and give you guys a little introduction about who we got on the phone today. I've got Adam from uh, the band Bad Cop, uh, firmly planted outside of any political spectrum, loud, unabashed, fluent in the DIY principles. Bad Cop formed in 2009 and immediately caught the interest of one of America's oldest punk labels, R-O-I-R, home to Bad Brains and MC5, Beastie Boys Television and others. Frontman Adam Moulton Company left the buckle of the Bible belt for the Big Apple and inked a record deal just four months after starting the band. Since their debut LP, Harvest the Beast, which I was just listening to, by the way, which kicks major butt, <clears throat> Bad Cop has run the gamut of American rock and roll from seemingly endless lineup changes to becoming a CMJ in South by Southwest favorite alongside indie breakouts like Foxygen and Local Natives. Adam, welcome to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Hey, how you doing, man? I uh, appreciate you having me. <clears throat> hey, um, so are you at South by Southwest right now? Is that this week? Uh, yeah, that was this past week, but uh, we actually skipped it this year to sort of finish up the mixing and mastering of the new record. Oh, you guys are so like, <clears throat> it's uh, it's so happening for you guys. Now. Like You don't even need something as puny and wimpy as South by Southwest, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I guess you guys are so big rock stars now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <I'm> coming up. <laughs> hey, well, you, I mean, you seem like a, like a smart, level-headed uh, guy. Um, you're you, uh, you, you got all kind of great stuff going on. How did you get started? What made you want to go into music and go down this path of being a rock and roll musician? Um, I moved to Nashville when I was about ten years old, eleven years old, and. Uh, you know, it was prior to it being really affluent in rock and roll. So, you know, uh, there was just like a small hardcore scene. It was really the only thing to do. <laughs> so yeah. I just started going and doing that every weekend whenever I was like, you know, 11 or so. And I don't know. I just loved everything about the creative aspect and just performing for people. So the more I did it, it just sort of became my thing and uh, still doing it to this day. You know? So you were going to hardcore shows when you were 11 years old? Yeah, uh, I used to go out to those and just get really into it and start playing the bass and then the guitar and then the drums and 
just trying to like implicate and copy what I was watching the people uh, do, you know, what I was watching the people do whenever I was going to those shows. Um, you are, um, so when, so when did you get into writing your own songs though? When did you kind of go start to become, because it's one thing to kind of just show up with your bass or be jamming with other bands, but how did you become a songwriter? Um, I guess after, you know, seeing a bunch of shows, um, there was a band here that some of my buddies were in called Be Your Own Pet. And, uh, they were really young when they started making music and, uh, I'd never even really thought about writing my own songs, but I saw them you know, write their own music and have some success with it. And it's sort of, you know, I just watched it from a distance. I was like, oh, I think I can do that. So I sat down and uh, just started, you know, hacking at it and making my own material. But that was when I was about, I guess, like 15 years old. Um, <clears throat> okay. Uh, what I want to ask you, because your songs all have this, all have a great, no matter what you're doing, from the first record to your latest record, all your songs have a great hook. There's always something about them that really kind of grabs you. So how do you kind of, how do you find that? Or does it just sort of come to you? Um, it'll just sort of come to me. Whenever we're playing the song, I typically know if I want to keep it or not. And the chorus mm-hmm. is based off my first listen. Like I'll, I'll hear someone play it and I'll just usually immediately hit, hear the melody in my head. And if I don't have that happen, I usually like to just sort of put the song on the back burner and move forward to the next one. But, uh, the chorus is always, like, a really big part to me of every song. Like, uh, you know, growing up, one of my favorite bands was the Beatles, and it was, you know, one of the strongest aspects of their writing. So I've always tried to tried to keep that in mind as well, just always having a, a very hooky chorus that people can sing along to and make them want to dance and just, you know, get into the song. Do you write, do you write the chorus first and then build the song around it, or does it vary? <clears throat> Uh, it varies. Um, sometimes I'll write a riff and just build everything off that. But uh, I guess the past few years, most of the stuff I've been writing has just been, you know, starting with a good hook, and I'll I'll base a lot of things off that, you know. Um, so so uh, from what I've read, uh, Bad Cop has gone through some uh, lineup changes. So how do you keep the project going in the face of that? Um. You know, I've always sort of had it sort of just be my band. Um, you know, I'll have a lineup for a couple of years or so, typically, and then, you know, life will happen with people. Sometimes people want to branch off and produce or go do this and that, and mm-hmm. uh, I'll just keep it going. Um, you know, living in Nashville is a really beneficial part to that just because there's so many great musicians here. So if uh, someone leaves or, if, you know, me and a person who are playing together decide to part ways, it's always easy to find someone to step in and just sort of keep the momentum and energy like moving along. You know? Well, yeah, I imagine being in Nashville, there's a great pool of, um, <clears throat> of, uh, of musicians. Now, you know, I mean, traditionally Nashville has been known as, you know, as for country music. Now you said that when you first went there though, that there was just a kind of a small rock scene. Now, how has it grown since you've been there? Is there a lot more rock and roll and punk and different styles? Oh, yeah. It's grown, like, exponentially. Um, Whenever I first got here, it was, you know, this pretty standard Nashville, just, like, country, you know, music city thing. And there was, like, a really small hardcore scene. And it seems like from the the hardcore music, this just enormous rock and roll scene branched out. And it began to start to do that around, I guess, late 2008, early 2009. Um, There was a couple bands out of here, like Jeff the Brotherhood and Turbo Fruits, um that, you know, started to get some national attention. And from there, it just brought a lot of eyes to the city. And uh, 
the city just has a lot of talent. So a lot of people just started, you know, making rock and roll bands and it just sort of took off from there. But, uh, yeah, Nashville's just sort of been blowing up with the rock and roll to where it's, you know, almost bigger than the country now for about, oh, wow. you know, six, seven years. <clears throat> that's, uh, that's really exciting. You know, rock is not dead. Uh, thank you, Gene Simmons. Um, <laughs> he's always uh, putting out that uh, crap. Um, so uh, I want to talk about uh, shift gears a little bit because I was looking at your website and you guys have some like very cool videos. Like, really, Thank you so much, man. Yeah, I mean they're really good. So, <clears throat> or do you come up with a concept? Or do you work with a director? Like, tell us about some of the videos and and how you how you guys uh, put those together. Um. I guess on like three fourths or so of them, um, I've come at you know I've made the concept and worked uh, with a director down here named Seth Graves on a lot of them. Um, usually I'll sort of give him an overview or an outline of what I'm seeing, and he'll sort of help me paint the rest of the picture, and we'll just uh, move forward and direct it. But uh, a couple of them, um, I've let the you know the uh, director come up with a majority mm-hmm. of the concept. But uh, yeah, a lot of them I like to write that as well. I like to be involved in you know all the aspects from the, the music to the, the cover art and promotional posters all the way to the music videos. Like I just I like to make sure that I have my, uh, my hand in creativity and all those aspects. Um, tell me about the video light on. Um, we made that back in, uh, <laughs> I guess early 2013. And it was, uh, also a Seth Graves. So once again, he's just an amazing director out of Nashville. Um, yeah, we just, uh, you know, we started discussing, like, what we'd like to do, and, I, you know, we wanted to make something that was sort of dark, but, uh, you know, a southern vibe and stuff, and, uh, you know, after about a week of working on it, we sort of came out with that, and uh, we're just really excited about the aesthetic it gave off, and uh, really excited that it was uh, really well-received, you know, so it was uh, it was an interesting process, but uh, with that video, it was definitely more of Seth uh, sort of encapsulating, like, the... Uh, the overall vision that we wanted for it, you know. Yeah, that's um, <clears throat> it's very fun, uh, like video to watch. It's it's very cool. It goes really well with the song, and it's got a great sort of it's like a mini movie, you know. Uh, <laughs> to sort of, sort of yeah, yeah. I really uh, I think was really kind of impressed with that. It was very cool. Um, so what's what's out right now? Because you because you when we were talking before we started the recording, you said your last official record was um light on correct uh yes sir the light on um, okay and but but yeah. then there's an ep or something out that you put out or something too. so okay, what's the what's what do you have out um right now we uh we had out the wish you well ep at the uh the end of 2014 and then a live audio tree session and then um back in february i released the b-side called ain't from here but uh we've actually been the past year sort of working on our I guess, technical, like, second full-length um, that should be out this fall. But, uh, but yeah, right now we just out, have out Harvest the Beast, uh, Light On, uh, the Wish You Well EP, Can't Slow Down EP, and uh, the uh, Audio Tree Sessions. Uh, so <clears throat> ain't, ain't From Here was like a, maybe something, it was it something that, like, didn't get used on a previous record and then you just released it or to kind of keep the fans kind of giving something or, or what was the song you just put out your side, like you wrote? just to put out uh, as a solo song? Um, it was something we did back in uh, a little, I guess, 2014, just like mm-hmm. uh, in, in a downtime from touring. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not really sure why we never released it on any of that. It was a really strong song, but, 
you know, it just, you know, I guess that it wasn't meant to come out that way. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to put, I just wanted to put it out to keep the fans interested uh, during this period where we've been, uh, you know, really focused on this upcoming record, and uh, was just really happy with the response from it. Now, who's going to be on the new record, and who's producing? Uh, Chris Granger from uh, Nashville, Tennessee, is producing, which uh, has been an amazing experience work- working with that guy. Um, he's produced my favorite records that I grew up on, like uh, Wilco's Summer Teeth and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it was just awesome working with him. But uh, playing on the new record is Alex Hartness, uh, Matt Erickson, and uh, Charlie Abbott. And uh, all three of them are really amazing musicians out of Nashville. Um, the only one that I've worked with on every record is uh, Alex Hartness. And he's just, uh, you know, he's my favorite guitarist. And it's uh, just like an incredible experience writing this with him, you know. Do you guys, so um, when you write, you collaborate or are you, or do you kind of come show up with like, okay, guys, here's my songs. And how does that, how do you do that when you, when you go to do a record with your songs? Um, I guess a little bit of both. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say primarily I'll show up with the songs and just teach them to everyone. But uh, okay. usually about per 10 on three of them, I'll have, uh, you know, collaboration. I'll come in and leave room for whoever I'm working with at the time to sort of put their own vibe or taste into it so we can, mm-hmm. you know, not just have it be just my project, but also, you know, have them put a little bit of their sound into it so it's always progressing, you know. <clears throat> uh, it takes a lot of trust, I think, you know, to, to kind of like allow other people to sort of like in on your process and work with you. So, um, I, so the, the, who, who's he's the guitarist? I'm sorry, what was his name again? Uh, Alex Hartness. Alex. So you and Alex must have like a pretty good rapport then after working together to be able to, be able to like say, no, go ahead and jump in here and give me what uh, or contribute what you think. Oh, yeah. Um, actually, upon moving to Nashville, he was, uh, whenever I was a, just a kid, he was one of the most, you know, talented musicians I'd seen. Um, you know, he's one of those people who's sort of like a, a kid prodigy with his guitar playing. Mm. And uh, as I grew up with him, I just had always really admired the stuff that he wrote and played. So, you know, as I got older and started this band, I was really excited that he wanted to to work with me. And, uh, yeah, since I'd seen him play over the years, it was easy to sort of instill trust in him. and. Uh, been nothing but a positive experience you know he's been on every release i put out so far and i don't know i think without him this band would uh definitely be a totally different thing you know like, well that's, yeah. that's great to have like a brother that you can kind of like you know you, know, you guys you can work to, you can work with it makes it makes a, a, a big difference you know in terms of getting stuff done and encouraging totally. each other so congratulations on that let's talk about jeffrey drag records now, this is your own record label right uh, yeah. Um, well, tell me all about yeah. this. Tell me all about this. Um, well, I started it back in 2009, whenever I was 19. And, uh, you know, initially it was just like this sort of silly, uh, you know, we'd take like cassette tapes we bought at thrift stores and stuff that were already recorded on and just like cross out the cover, write our title and just like re-record over it and just go put it out. And, uh, <laughs> okay. yeah, it was so silly and just like the, I guess the, you know, the most DIY thing you could do. Um, but, you know, from there, people started to, to really enjoy the music and to dig it. So we began to take it a little bit more serious. And uh, we ended up getting some artists who wanted to press uh, their stuff on the vinyl and, you know, actually get it out there. So we started doing that. And uh, I guess from there, we had gotten a, a distribution deal 
with uh, French Kiss uh, label group in the Orchard, and uh, that was in 2012. And that sort of propelled it into like a, I guess how do I phrase this, like the next league. Mm. So, you know, everything really picked up. And uh, from there, we just, you know, continued to grow and moved from just doing uh, like cassette tapes and seven inches all the way into like full records, you know, digital releases, digital singles. And uh, even now branched off into clothing, rolling papers, like so many bizarre different items now. But uh, it's just been like a great little thing that, you know, I initially started to keep me from being bored that just sort of turned into like, you know, a sought after uh, after record label, which was really cool, you know. Congratulations. Now, what bands are you working with on Jeffrey Drag right now? Right now, the main bands I'm working with are the Slovaks, which is a, a new band out of Manchester, UK. Um, they, they got a lot of really cool stuff going on right now. Like, we just put out uh, a B-side, or not a B-side, I guess, like, uh, one of the songs that we recorded for their upcoming album that isn't going to be going on there. We put that out, and uh, we're getting ready to release a single by them and then a, a full-length album by them at the end of the year. Um, aside from the Slovaks, I'm working with a, uh, a hip-hop artist from here named Buku Stees, um, another one named Scotty Rockwell, and uh, another one named Cropsey. And um, and then uh, I'm also working with uh, Dan Luke and the Raid out of Bowling Green, Kentucky, and they're more of like a Beatles-based rock and roll band. But uh, yeah, just got like uh, a mixture of hip-hop and rock and roll that I'm working with right now and really excited to see where these, you know, where these releases go. <clears throat> do you have like a uh, like what exactly in 2016 you know it, there's music business is completely you know it's completely different than you know what it was you know uh, in the 70s and 80s obviously <clears throat> so in 2016 what does a record label like Jeffrey Drag Records what exactly do they do for a band um we give them a you know I guess, you know, obviously we put out their releases and we'll, we'll press the records to vinyl and, you know, get them on Spotify and iTunes. But uh, aside from that, we offer them opportunities to license their music. Um, we offer them opportunities to uh, record it and, you know, us fund it. And uh, and uh, we also offer them opportunities to, like, get on tour and sort of, you know, get them out of their city and play in shows around America. Um, but, yeah, the whole aspect of, you know, being a record label is, you know, even changed a lot since I started doing this just like six or seven years ago, you know, but, uh, Mm -hmm. we're just trying to keep up with the ever evolving music business and, uh, you know, try and offer different aspects for people to be able to express themselves, whether it be making merchandise with us or, you know, uh, going on tour or releasing a single, you know, so that's Uh, sort of our involvement with them. Speaking of touring, um, you guys are, are, are you guys on are touring now, or you're on a break, or what are you, what are you guys doing? Uh, right now, we're currently on a break, but uh, we're actually going to be playing next weekend in uh, Annapolis, Maryland, Baltimore, Maryland, uh, University of Maryland Radio, and uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky. Um, and, you know, I I talk to a lot of uh, acts. I mean, a lot of them, a lot of artists, and. Um, I'm, you know, I'm hearing the same thing over and over that touring has become like really expensive. Yeah. How do you yeah. guys? Nego- how do you guys? I mean, you don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to lay out the financial statement or anything, but just in general, like, how are you? How do you guys cope with uh, with that? Because a lot of artists I talk to, like, they do the record with a full band, but then they go out and they just play. They 
tour acoustically because it's just that's the economics of it. So how do you guys cope with that? Um, you know, you're, you're definitely correct in that. It's changed so much, um, even since I've just been doing this, but uh, especially a lot in the past, like, 15 years. But um, I guess the way we cope with the, the new financial structure of it is is just to make sure we have a real a realistic, uh, you know, expectation of what, to, you know, what, what will come with touring and, you know, from the shows, uh, you know, what type of, I guess, payment or stuff we'll get. But, uh, you know, uh, how do I phrase this? Um, but, yeah, you know, I guess now we sort of look at playing and touring almost more as promoting the record and um, just leading to, like, other opportunities that can pay. Because uh, right now, you know, it's just it's hard to get paid off of touring and it's just very expensive. So, like, yeah, we just we just more so do that because we love it. And it's a, it's a good way to just get out there and meet people and, you know, promote the record and sort of hand-to-hand, you know, sell people CDs and items and um, do all of that. But, uh, but, yeah, it just changed so much that it's just you really have to love it now to be able to go out there and, you know, really stay on the road and grind it out, you know. Okay. We, we touched on this question a couple of times throughout the conversation here, but let's sort of kind of like give everybody a uh, – a, a, a view here, what the next six to 12 months looks like for bad cop and, you know, what they can kind of be expecting from you guys as the, as the year progresses here. Um, well, the next six to 12 months, uh, yeah, I guess we'll be on tour next week and then, um, we'll be on tour again, you know, throughout May. Um, it'll be a little bit longer of a stint. We'll be out for about three and a half, four weeks. Um, but after that, we'll probably go, a little bit quiet for a month or so, and we should be out with, like, our, I guess, technically our second fooling um, around September. But, uh, but yeah, right now it's just a lot of preparation for this new record. Um, we spent, like, the past nine to ten months just really focusing on this. As, uh, some of these songs, you know, I've been working on for about three or four years. So, yeah, it's just a lot of a lot of focus on this new record, and I guess people can expect to see us in certain Midwest and Southeastern dates and uh, expect to see a new album out and uh, yeah, around September. And if, and if folks want to keep uh, catch up with you or, or, uh, or follow you or find out what's going on, what's the, what's the best way to do it? Your website, where do you, where do you, where do you want them to go? Um, the best way to keep up with us would probably just be, yeah, our website, which is badcopmusic.com or, uh, you know, through Twitter. Um, I'm on Twitter a lot. Um, I'm not that active with the, the Instagram or Facebook. Like, you know, we still post on there, but it's it's not mm-hmm. my primary thing. But, uh, yeah, if you want to keep up with us, I'd say, you know, just Twitter or website. Okay. And the, the, your Twitter is, again, the, the uh, folks now? Uh, Twitter.com slash badcopmusic. Slash badcopmusic. And the website, I believe, is badcopmusic.com. Is that correct? Uh, yep, we use uh, Bad Cop Music as sort of like our website, Twitter, uh, Instagram, all that type of stuff. Okay, yeah, and there's all the buttons there to go to all the different social media. Yeah, yeah, stuff there. Yeah, cool. All right, very good, Adam Molt from Bad Cop. Uh, Adam, can you hang on the line for a second here? Once I, uh, we're going to wrap up the official uh, podcast here, but I would like to come back and maybe do a bonus question with you if you got a second. Yeah, no worries, man. No worries at all. All right. Uh, that was Adam Moult from Bad Cop. Once again, the website is badcopmusic.com. And uh, if you, I would uh, encourage you to navigate to the media page where you can see these great videos that we were talking about. Um, they really do top pro 
videos. I mean, if there was an MTV that actually played music videos, this was the kind of uh, <laughs> videos you would see. Totally professional. Uh, they work really well with the songs, too. So that's badcopmusic.com. Guys, you have been listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Every Wednesday, there's a new interview, and every Saturday, there's a new music podcast. Uh, go to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus dot com for uh, all of that. If you like this kind of music and you want to make it, you want to make sure that people know about it. Go to supportindierock.com where you can actually support. You can get involved in supporting and promoting this uh, these, these amazing artists that we've been having on here. Uh, one more time, I'd like to thank my sponsor. Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine. That is pplmag.com. Go check them out. And once again, the website is ludinirockandrollcircus.com. And shout out one more time to our band for today, our artists, our band that we had on the line today, Adam Olt from Bad Cop. That is badcopmusic.com. Guys, thanks so much for listening, and we will catch you on the next podcast. All right. Now let's do like a uh, – let's – Let's shift gears. Just let's do something like a little bit off the wall here, if you don't mind. Yeah, no worries. Okay. Um, all right, all right, all right. Okay. Um, if you could, if you could play with anybody, living or dead, who would it be? Ah, tough question. Um, is it cool if I give you uh, two answers? <laughs> <laughs> you can give me. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you can give me a. A couple different people, if you like, it's fine. Um, I think if I could play with any anyone alive or dead, it would probably have to either be uh, the Who, uh, either the Who, David Bowie, or the Brian Jonestown Massacre. Oh, Brian Jonestown Massacre! Oh wow! Why do you why do you say Brian Jonestown Massacre? Um, I know that they're a pretty controversial band, but mm-hmm. there's just something incredibly inspiring, and uh, I honestly believe that their singer is one of the best songwriters probably of the past, like, 15, 20 years. Like, he just has this incredible sound and writing ability, and just something about it is just incredibly attractive to me, just the way that they release and their, their whole style and their aesthetic and sound. It's just, uh, just really appealing to me, and... Uh, I sort of like the chaos as well. <laughs> oh yeah, no, there's chaos. <laughs> there's a yeah. uh, there's a documentary about them. What, do you? What, what, I can't remember the name of it. Do you know it? Uh yeah, it's called Dig. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But, uh, I, I, everybody out there should go see that documentary. It's <laughs> even if you know nothing about the Brian Jonestown massacre. <laughs> that's yeah, a great that's, documentary. That's a, it's an amazing documentary. It's definitely if you're into rock and roll, like watch that. It's uh you know, it's it's crazy. It shows everything from the highs and lows to the you know, just the wildest aspects of rock and it's just yeah. it, it definitely will keep your attention. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Um before before I let you go, Adam, could you uh give me a tag? Um could you say this is Adam Molt from Bad Cop and you are listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Can you say that for me? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll count you in. <clears throat> Ready? In five, four, three. Hey, this is Adam Moat from Bad Cop, and you're listening to the Ladini Rock and Roll Circus. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it, man. Um, we will definitely – I've actually played 
um, one of your songs on our music cast. Uh, which one did we play? Uh, it's on. Uh, I wish we played "Wish You Well." Oh, awesome, man! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I'm really big into songwriting, man. It's, you know, I mean, it's one thing to be punk rock, but you know, you guys have uh, some of that reminds me a little bit of um, like the first Police record. You know, Outlandus DMR. I don't know if you're familiar with that record or not, but when they were more like they were more like a had more of a punk sound when they when they first broke, and some of the some of the writing on there reminds me a little bit of that. So just resonated oh, with me. So thank you so much. That's a, that's yeah. an awesome compliment. Yeah, no, the police <laughs> are a great band, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, my good man. You have a wonderful rest of the day. Okay. Yeah, you too, man. And hey, I really appreciate you inviting me on. Seriously. Not- not a problem, and we will get this out to uh, to you and Melissa uh, as soon as it goes up on the air here in a few weeks, and uh, that you guys can, you know, it's a great way to kind of like, you know, because fans want to know the inside dope, so you know, it's a cool thing for them to, you know, so they'll they'll, they'll dig it. Awesome, man. Yeah, no, this show's really cool. Uh, ever since we chatted the other week, I've been looking into it, man, and I'll, you know, I'm probably going to start listening to it a lot. You know, I really like what you're doing, man. So you know, keep doing it. It's very cool. <laughs> all right, thanks a lot. You have a great day, man. Talk to you soon, all right? All right. Best, sir. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. 